0: the professional's choice.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Another another awesome episode coming at you. We got a gentleman that started his own business in the HVAC trade about three years ago. His name is Stephen Dorst. He's out in San Francisco, home of... Uh, Full House, if <laughs> you ever watched Full House back in the day, my kids are into the, the reruns of Full House nowadays and Fuller House, anyway, Stephen started his own business three years ago in San Francisco, and he's been growing it, and to the point he's at now, he's doing quite well, so I wanted to get him on the podcast because he's taking advantage of every avenue the internet has to offer to promote himself. And he's going to tell his story and if you guys are thinking about starting your own business or you're in the transition or you've just started, it's a really good podcast to listen to because he's going to give you a ton of advice and feedback about what it takes and what he had to go through to get to the point he's at now. This is the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Hey, Stephen, I'm glad uh, we could hook up tonight, man. How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Gary.
1: Appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. And I mean, it's hard not to have you because I've been seeing you all over the place online, really, really pushing the fact that you love this trade of HVAC and you're, you're a newer business owner and you've been talking about some things that you've gone through during the, the journey of owning your own business. And I've seen some of your jobs and, and stuff like that. And, and you seem like you're just really geared to to kick some ass in this industry. So am I on the right track here? Absolutely. Awesome. So for, for anybody that, that wants to own their own business, I mean, you're a perfect uh, example of someone that just goes out and, and, and does it. So I'd like to just kind of interview you and ask you a bunch of questions on what it's like to start your own company. You, you good with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's
1: do it. Awesome, man. So like step one, like one day you wake up and you're like, man, I, I feel like owning my own company. Is that, is that how it happens?
0: With, with me in particular, I, I felt like I could do this. I could start my own company. And it, it started with seeing some of the owners, going to my owner's homes and, and fixing their AC and seeing you know how well off they were doing. And I thought to myself, I'm doing something wrong here. You know, um, I, I've been to some nice uh, big properties. And um, when when I seen the size of their pool house, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing something wrong.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, it's funny because, I don't know if you, a couple of weeks ago, I posted this like $3.5 million log cabin in the woods. and I, And I said, this is, what motivates me (laughs) looking at homes, like looking at homes like this and people were like, yeah, my kids motivate me. And I, I meant to say like, outside of my family, my family comes first, obviously, but outside of looking at them and going to work every day to provide for them. That's what motivates me looking at things like that. I can't afford and going, I want that one day and I'm going to work my ass off. And if I don't get it, I don't get it, but at least I tried.
0: I, I agree 100%. You know, it's not all about the materialistic things. I, I'm a husband and a father of three kids, and that's what motivates me every day. But what motivates me even more is wanting to provide for them. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with you know wanting to, you know, make more money and and on that process and on that path of becoming rich. There's nothing wrong with that. Um and 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 everybody wants to give back. I, I know I want to give back I, mean, I know you want to give back. I actually heard you talking about um, giving back to the the children 's hospital up there and yeah i mean that's that 's wonderful
1: yeah that that was a thing that that I tried to get going um, with k c tool where we were going to do a tool every month, and any anybody that used i can 't remember how how it worked, but anybody that bought that tool through a code or something percentage of that I was going to donate back to sick kids hospital and it didn't work out for whatever reason. So um, but I would like to start something like that again at some point because um, back in the day, I think I told the story when I was doing that. My, my niece was diagnosed with a rare eye cancer called retinoblastoma
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she had it in both eyes and she had to have one of her eyes removed and the other eye, this is at six months years old, by the way, She had her eye removed and one of the, the other eye that was saved had to go through radiation and chemo and, and all that kind of stuff. And when we went to visit her, I just seen like how these kids are treated in that hospital. They're treated like gold. Like it's, it's unbelievable how well they're treated. And I'm just like, if, if I'm giving back to anything, it's to this hospital because kids are the future and they're doing an awesome thing to help these sick children out. I hear you. So man, um, let's get back to you. So after being motivated to start your own company, like what is step one? You got to go out, get a business light, like where you're in California? California. Yep. Okay. So, so how, how do you go about starting your own business in California? Or how did you do it at least?
0: You have to apply um, to the um, contractors state license board. And it's a lengthy process. It takes about four to six months in total, you have to do some research about what type of company you're going to start, whether it's going to be a sole proprietorship, if it's going to be a corporation, an LLC, which is a limited liability um, corporation. Mm -hmm. And you, you have to educate yourself on, on the legal side of business first. Um, and then there's a test that you have to take with the contractors state license board out here in California, and there's two parts to the exam one one part is the trade the actually knowing hvac um mm-hmm. knowing in and, and there's a lot of different things you can go for you can go for sheet metal, you could go for warm air heating and air conditioning um that's what I have my license in, and it's a c twenty license. Um, strictly for HVAC where it's um, warm air forced air heating and um, air conditioning, and then the other part of the exam is is basically the legal side and you got to know all the regulations and laws not only in your state but federal laws as well. Um, so that learning the legal side was really challenging because I never thought twice about you know, what taxes have to be paid on when at what time to either the federal government or the state government. So there's, there's a lot to learn on that aspect.
1: Yeah, I, I could imagine. I mean, anytime, I, anytime I read a legal document, I have a a swelling headache. So, yeah, I mean, even the simplest legal documents are just like, Come on, guys! Like you're, so, <laughs> you're so bland. Like what? I don't understand why lawyers have to write things in a way that it's so difficult to understand. It doesn't doesn't make sense to me. I did. I I read. You know what they should do? So I believe this was Spotify. Spotify changed their their um their terms and stuff like that. And I guess I got an email because I have Spotify, and actually Anchor, where I push my podcast onto, is owned mm-hmm. by Spotify. Um, so I get this update on their terms and the legal jargon is there. And then underneath there's a paragraph that's that sums up the legal terminology in English. So you understand (laughs) it. And, and it was incredible. Like that's the first one I've ever seen written that way. And I loved it. It was, it was awesome.
0: Yeah. So
1: I mean, like obviously this legal stuff. Did you any, did you have to pay out of pocket for any of this stuff to, to get all this done?
0: Yes. I, and they're out here. There's, uh, schools that will train you. They'll, they'll they'll help you through the process. They'll help you through the whole application process. So I, I signed up with a, a contractors school out here and they, they sent me all the study material. They told me exactly what to fill out. Um, they They don't really give legal advice on how to incorporate your business. With that, you should probably find a lawyer and, and consult with a lawyer about incorporating, but they help me with everything else and um, you know it, I think it would maybe cost around 800 bucks at the time, but well worth it because I passed both tests with flying colors and and when I got my license, I was ecstatic
1: awesome so once you get past all that stuff like that's all the that's the boring part like once you get all that now what's next you need like a, you need a truck you need tools
0: <laughs> now, now 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 the real fun begins yeah exactly you're, you're just getting started <laughs> that's right and you have well in my case and maybe it's a case for a lot of guys out there that have went through this process but yeah i had zero customers zero clients um, a few people, I, I had people who knew what I was doing and I did my best to promote myself, but I didn't have anything lined up like you do when you're working for a company and you just show up and boom, here you go. They give you service calls or they give you a job. You you got to start up, you know, some equipment. It's, it's not like that. It's, it's all on you now to figure it out. And I was actually pretty fortunate because I started in 2017 and we actually had record setting we had a record setting summer that's that year I mean we had we had a summer that was extremely hot that's very rare out here in San Francisco San Francisco is usually always mild I mean year-round probably 65 degrees really
1: yeah it's that cool in San Diego uh san San francisco oh sorry yeah (laughs) san francisco sorry yeah
0: yeah Yeah, san francisco we're, we're north we're you know a good um i don't know 350 miles north of san diego maybe more um 400 or so
1: so like um so if you're always at that temperature like that is like that's like almost like suicide for heating and air because like it's everybody's comfortable all the time so how how do you there, guys stay? So
0: it, it, it does like now we're in the winter, it'll, it'll yeah. drop down, but I mean, 40 degrees, maybe. Okay. You know, sometimes it'll touch. And you know, what's weird out here in the Bay area, we have like microclimates. So the San Francisco will stay, you know, pretty much at that temperature. We get the fog a lot, but if you go to the East Bay, I mean, they're, they're usually a good anywhere from five to 10 degrees, either hotter or colder, depending on the season. And the further, further inland you go from the coast, the temperatures are even more drastic. It's, it's, um, and the same thing at the, in the South Bay. So we, I mean, San Francisco is kind of the center of the Bay area and you got the South Bay, uh, where San Jose is and they get, they get really warm summers, but they are a good, you know, 50 miles South of us. And then Oakland is to the East and, um, you have Napa and uh, Marin to the north, and then also kind of um, northeast. You got Vallejo, so and there's it's a it's a big um, metropolitan area. Plenty of work out here.
1: Cool. So you had a record-breaking summer for heat. And yeah, we actually did that. Year. It, was, it was your first year in business, so that obviously helped you kind of get started, right?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I had, I had so much work and it was a blessing actually. And, um, right away within my first month, I was already hiring my first employee, um, to, to give me a hand out, out in the field. And, um, yeah, I, I really hit the ground running. It was, it couldn't have been better.
1: So then how did you, how did you get these customers? Did you like, did you promote online, Facebook, Instagram? Like, how did you do it?
0: Uh the best thing that helped me in our in our area was Yelp. I started advertising on Yelp and the customers just came you know flying into me um, so much to where I really couldn't even handle it. I that was the next thing. Then I needed to hire somebody just for the office to take on all the calls coming in and, and then schedule, making my schedule and, and our other employees' schedule. So uh Yelp was good to me. And, um, I, I didn't advertise anywhere else for probably the first two years. And then recently, maybe about a year or so ago, I've been trying, trying to have more of a presence online with social media, with Instagram and and Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, and and it's, it's helped it, 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 when you market yourself, people are going to find out about you and, you know, um, the word is going to spread. So marketing is key.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely is key. And social media is good, especially if you target your area. Cause, uh, have you ever done that? Have you ever um, paid yeah. for social media and targeted your area? Yeah.
0: I have, I have actually. And, and have, how did that work for you? It, well, I, I did it recently and it worked out great. Actually. I, um, I specifically ran an ad on Instagram Um, one of the videos that I created and I targeted this area, um, we're actually based in San Mateo, which is, you know, about 20 miles South of San Francisco. And that's the area I targeted. And I think it was like two or three days later, I got a service call from a, from big gym out here. And I mean, that led in, led into a nice, nice little repair. They had a water source heat pump that failed and the other company couldn't figure it out. So they called us and yeah, found a uh, frayed circuit board. So yeah, no, that, I mean, that, that job alone um, paid for the advertising right there. And, and I know they, they saw us on Instagram because that's how they got a hold of us. So
1: yeah. And then now when big Jim's got a buddy that has a problem, he's going to recommend you. So it's, it's all yeah. word of mouth. Once you start, once you start working and, and, and actually meeting people, they're going to tell other people about you. If your if your customer service is on point, um, they're going to tell other people about you. Absolutely. Yeah. So at, at this point you're three years in, right?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So,
1: so now like, are you just, just like, are you just flur with like, you constantly busy, like constantly making money, trucks on the road? Like how's it going now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're steady, steady, working, staying busy. I, um, we got three guys in the field. Um, same, Office manager has been with me in the office. She does a great job, um, and yeah, we're, we're we're rolling, and it's nice. Uh, but it's don't get me wrong; it's always a challenge. You know, it's, it's never time to to just sit back and relax. You're, especially as the owner, it's all on you. So I mean, I am just always looking to bring in work, and and my main thing is I want to keep my team busy. That that's that's my main goal, and you know. I really feel they don't work for me. I'm working for them. I'm, you know, doing my best to to keep them busy. And, and yeah, I mean, they have, you know, families to provide for and, and lives to live. So it's important to, to um, you know, keep the work coming in and and keep this uh, train rolling.
1: Yeah. That, that would be the number one stressor for me. If, if I was like a started up one man show and like got to hire a guy, but if I hire a guy, I got to give him 40 hours a week minimum. Like I can't hire a guy and give him 20 hours a week, especially if he has a family because he's not going to stick around.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're not going to stick around if you don't. So yeah, um, that's, that is one thing to consider.
1: So how do you, like, do you um, spend a lot of time in the field or are you like in the office a lot? Or do you do like a half and half type thing?
0: Now I'm, I'm more... In the office, and then going to estimates, and I still go to. I'll still knock out service calls, um, especially residential. Um, I, I I enjoy it. You know, I like taking on a challenge, um, but if I'm not doing that, I'm in the field training my guys too. Um, it I want things to be done a certain way. Um, I consider this our company professional hence pro air. And um, I want to make sure the customers are pleased and I want to set a standard to the way we do jobs. So I'm, I'm always making my rounds and making sure things are done properly.
1: Yeah. And then obviously as, as you know, this industry is ever changing. So you need to keep up on top of, of what's new, new methods, new tools, um, new equipment, and you need to stay on top of that including uh, finding work for your guys, doing quotes, running calls. So like, I mean, how many hours a day do you, do you say that you would work right? Like maybe take us through in the beginning, like how many hours did you work then? And is it different now? Are you working more or less now
0: compared to when I was an employee to, to now when I'm an owner? No,
1: no. When you started your company, like day one, like how many hours did you put in per day or per week on average? And then now, like how, How many hours are you putting in? Is it less now that you kind of got things on the go? So you guys have seen me post a bunch of educational stuff from Dan Foss over the last few months. And they want to grow their YouTube channel. And I don't blame them because everybody wants exposure, right? Their content is educational. It's geared towards a trade. So there's no reason why... It's not a valid channel to to follow. Um, All I did was I went to YouTube and I typed in Dan Foss and their channel popped up. So check out their channel guys and subscribe for educational content for the trade. Reminder, True Tech Tools, 8% off with promo code know-it-all. Now remember that now Testo is back in the promo code game. So anything that True Tech Tools sells Testo wise, use the code know-it-all to save 8% off your purchase. So, if you missed my last podcast, it was with Blue On, Blue On, and their TDX20R458A R22 replacement refrigerant. We cleared up a lot of stuff during that that podcast. I asked a bunch of questions, and we got to know we got to know Blue On a little bit better and what their what their mission is out in the field and and in the field of Hvac. And one, it's it's their refrigerant, yes. And two, it's education they're very geared toward towards education and teaching us methods um the correct ways of doing things so on and so forth cool air products um another goodie i got some stuff in the mail from them the other day i got some samples there's a bunch of uh no acid ultra in there now i just put out a post not too long ago if anybody is interested in in getting a sample from me reach out i don't have a lot to give away i only have a couple so first come first serve if you reach out i will send you out a sample so you guys can test on an actual job site with an actual compressor that has oil in it that's acidic so you do an oil check if, if it's acidic, put this stuff in and then do a check again, maybe a couple of days later and see what happens. But you got to use it in the right application, the right amount for the right amount of oil, so on and so forth. The other thing I wanted to mention, guys, as, as you've heard me mention in the past, XY Technologies has a fabulous platform to create content on a job site. That content can be given to the customer for their viewing purposes to basically, validate that your repair is needed, all right? Um, you create a link with, within the uh, within the app after creating the content that goes directly to the customer and it's creating a lot more business for the, the companies and contractors that are using it. There's a 30-day free trial available for you guys in $500 cash back if, if you guys sign up. Now, if you're just a tech, it doesn't need to be the owner or the manager that reaches out. If you're a tech, reach out and try it with another tech In your company and show it to the owner what you're doing and if you guys like it bring it to him and show him what kind of power it has and then if he signs up you get the 500 bucks that's how it works anyway guys let's get back to Steven this segment of the podcast is brought to you by Harago a trades only platform helping you find the right job or the right candidate harago.com best in trade
0: it honestly it hasn't changed um i i can easily average probably 80 hours a week total and that's not everything in the field you know the good the, throughout your 8 hour workday it'll consist of you know going to estimates trying to trying to give out estimates for new jobs going to service calls and then if we do get that job now i'm keeping my team busy i got them working on that I got another service guy running around who's who's somewhat new and will get stumped every now and then. Um, so I'll I'll have to, you know, give help where I can. And then, you know, I usually call it a day around 4 p.m., but spend some time with with my family, but right, <clears throat> right turn around around 6, 6 p.m., I'm back at it, um, typing up estimates, emailing them um, filling out, um, service invoices from the jobs that we've done. Um, uh, we, we do everything. We do all of our paperwork, whether it's an invoice or an estimate, we do everything online. Um, we're, we're completely 100% paperless, but and it's kind of nice. Cause if I go to a service call, I'll take my notes in my, in my phone, you know, if it's whatever, you know, bad induced draft motor and I'll do my best get it repaired, fixed, leave the job, you know, and we'll we'll build a customer, take care of that. And I can come back home later and then fill everything out on my iPad and then send them an email. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, I just find that easier to some of the companies that I've worked for in the past where you got to sit and write out a service invoice and then, you know, get a signature and all that. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, I mean easily 80 hours a week. Um, and i mean i'll i'll keep i have our office line forwarded to my cell phone on the weekends in case i get calls and you know because i want to i i don't want to miss you know any opportunity so yeah it's it's um it's a never ending grind but going back to the beginning beginning of our conversation this is something i truly love and if you don't really love what you're doing then you're going to be stressed but I I love what I do and I I take pride in it so I don't mind working hard.
1: Yeah, I 80 hours a week is is crazy man. Are you are you afraid that at some point you might just kind of burn out? Like are you trying to reduce that at all or or you just <laughs> you're just going to go hard and, and until it's not
0: but you, it's you, not I it, I hear what you're saying, but it's not 80 hours in the field. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's it's probably probably 40 in the field. And <clears throat> I mean, spending time on social media, you know, i that's what I'm considering working as well. You know, some okay, people yeah, might yeah. consider that yeah, yeah. leisure, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, trying to put, put together content. And I mean, that's, that's everything. I'm considering that work as well. Cause you know, that does take time away from my family when I do that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's not all, don't get me wrong. When I say 80, it's not, you know, <laughs> lifting motors, Eight <laughs> hours, yeah, or some, you know, or changing compressors. It's yeah, it's,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could be laying on the couch and typing in, exactly. and, and engaging with people on social media, and and that could be like an hour a night or whatever. And there there's there's seven hours in a week right there.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because I'm I'm the same way. Like I've kind of integrated social media and and what I do into my life. It's just like, come home, eat dinner with the family tickle the kids a bit like chase them around play with them wrestle them whatever and then maybe like catch up for 15 minutes and respond to people on social media put my phone down put them to bed do whatever and then it's back (laughs) it's just it's just constantly right so i mean but that's that's what i chose to do i chose to to um to tackle the social media end of, of, of this. And like a lot of people are because Mm -hmm. there's an opportunity there to expose yourself in a positive way and and try to help and all that stuff. And, and that's what I chose. So, I mean, yeah, I just kind of incorporate it into my daily life.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you're, you're doing a great job of it. I mean, the, the content you put out is, is excellent. Um, And it, the thing that's amazing is it, you know, it's, it's free. That's the beauty of social media. A lot of people want to, you know, knock it or, you know, kind of badmouth it. But I mean, it's pretty amazing, man. I mean, we're, you just got to take
1: you just got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. all I mean. <laughs> there, there's, well, I mean there's, look at it,
0: man. We you're in you're in Canada. I'm in San Francisco, California, and we've never met. And now we're doing a podcast. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, it's cool. And and when I do podcasts with people from online, I feel like I kn- kind of know them already because I've seen so much of what they do. Talk to yeah. them through messaging. I know what their voice sounds like. I know what they look like. I know their demeanor. It's like, yeah, man, I know, I know you. <laughs> like, yeah. We could sit down and have a beer. No problem. You know what I mean? Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so back to, back to kind of the, the business that you're running, I've noticed that you, you're online. And, and one of the things you said that I, I thought was pretty cool and what a lot of people should consider listening to is that and I'm pretty sure like uh correct me if I'm saying this wrong but you were sitting I think you were sitting at a desk probably at your office and you were saying how in the beginning you tried to do everything by yourself and I don't know if you used the word micromanager but it seemed like you were describing yourself that way and then all of a sudden you decided like I need a team to help me out and you let other people start doing things um to relieve the stress off of you was that Am I kind of going down the right track here? Did you Absolutely. make it? Absolutely.
0: That so yeah, I that's when I definitely was uh burning myself out when I when I tried to do everything, when I tried to answer every phone call by myself while I'm fixing somebody's air conditioner. And then on top of that, I I have another call to go to. Um so yeah, I, I was a I started out as a one one man band and um when I started to delegate some of the work, it, it made a huge difference. And um, The Entrepreneurial Myth is an excellent book. I recommend to anybody out there who's thinking about starting their own business, their own company, anything. Um, I I listened to the audiobook. I've I probably listened to it 20 times in my car when I'm stuck in traffic. I, I play it throughout the day. I drive all the time and listening to that book really changed my whole view about running a small business.
1: Who was who the author of that book?
0: Oh man, give me, <laughs> you put me on the spot. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I, I can't think of it. Let me look it up while we're talking and I can definitely find it. But yeah, it's a great, great book. Ch- changed change my whole uh, perspective and, and view on small business. Um, it, it's great. I definitely recommend it.
1: Got it. Michael E Gerber. Yep. Yeah. So actually that's, that's something that I've thought about doing because I listen to like a bunch of different podcasts um, while I'm driving because the radio is just terrible these days. (laughs) So um, that's, that's a good idea is getting into some eBooks and some ones that are educational um, about different things, the entrepreneurial myths. So what, what inspired you in that book? Like what can, if you've listened to it that much, obviously it's it's really hit home with you, so like if you could pull out a couple of points from that book that hit home hard, what what would they be
0: um, I'd say the main the main thing is is creating a team and and building a system you thinking thinking of your your company as a system and not you know just having all the responsibility on yourself as a small owner, small business owner, um, really delegating the work, understanding what you're trying to do as a company, and then hiring people to do those jobs. Um, that that that's the the one thing that that really helped me because I know when I when I was thinking about starting my own company, I know there's a lot of people out there who are thinking about it too. And you think, oh, I can I can do this by myself. I can I can replace a condenser by myself and, and make all the money, or I could do a furnace changeout, or I could run around and do four or five service calls a day and, and do this and that. But what happens is you start doing a good job, and then you get more people wanting your services, and then so if you get the, and then you start getting bigger jobs. Now you're if you're by yourself and you're stuck at a job that's going to take you a week to two weeks you're going to be missing out on all those calls coming in during that time. So that's why you gotta, you can't think, you know, small, it, you're never going to grow. If you're, if you're by yourself, you just won't, you're going to get burnt, you're going to get burnt out for sure.
1: So I can attest to that team thing. Cause I've had the company I work for that I've worked for for 20 years now has had two owners. Um, The first owner was a micromanager very very hard nose and he was like the guy when you get to the call call me <laughs> every call <laughs> every call you went to right the new owner um, of the company is much more relaxed and he's done a very excellent job of putting people in places um, to run the company where he's still involved I mean daily but I mean he comes in at 9 10 o'clock and he's very happy not stressed like, I don't know what time he, st- he hangs out till, but I don't think it's that late, but he's just mm-hmm. done a really, and he's not a technician. He's, he's an engineer by like trade or whatever. He went to school for that. I think he's a, a mechanical engineer, but that's, that's what, that's what he did. He put the right people into place into different management roles and stuff like that. And he's got a relaxed, um, he's got a relaxed workload or a, a relaxed life because what he's done with that.
0: And and I'll tell you what, um, I I consider myself relaxed as well because I don't want to micromanage. I know that feeling being micromanaged. I I dislike extremely when someone's over my shoulder watching me work. So what I do with my guys, I train them and then I let them go out in the field and I let them let them do what I feel they they are capable of doing. Um, service. Is probably the is the hardest thing to do to try to troubleshoot and figure out what's wrong with the system because there's so many different components. You know, you have to understand the electrical side, the mechanical side, and the refrigeration cycle. Um, but I, what I'll do is I let my guys go out there and I let them make mistakes because that's the only way you can learn. And it's okay to make a mistake. You just have to learn from it and mm-hmm. make adjustments. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's, that's my philosophy. I I really do let my guys, you know, go out there and figure it out on their own. And then, you know, I'll be here if they need help.
1: Well, that's, that's a good way of doing it. Uh, because also too, back in the day when I was an apprentice, I had, I had, um, the service manager that I had at the time, he seemed like he was reluctant to send, me or anybody that was at my stage out to make mistakes and you really had to prove yourself but the fact that you're willing to let your guys go out and make mistakes is huge as long as like you're aware they're going to do it and you're not going to come down on them because you're really making that decision hey i'm going to send this guy to this job i know he might screw up but if he does i can't get mad at him (laughs) because i've sent him there right and if i've sent him there alone And he's, he's learning. And like, heck man, like me and you make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. Absolutely. Luckily (laughs) for me, I take care of, I'm the main guy at all of my buildings. So if I make a mistake (laughs) most of the time I can cover it up somehow. I go back to the building. Oh man, I did, I did that. But I'm going to fix it. No one else is going to know about it except for me. Right.
0: Yeah. And you know, we, we do probably, you know, about 75% residential out here. We're, is that's our target but we also do get commercial accounts and we'll get a lot of calls downtown san francisco and a lot of the high-rise buildings and i would never throw my one of my employees in a situation where i knew they couldn't handle so you know i if when you're starting out and, and you've got the basics of service i'll let you go to a couple residential service calls you know and, and figure it out let, let you blow a five amp fuse by shorting something out you know <laughs> Um, but I would never just throw you in the deep end and hey, you know, you got a 30 ton VRF system that you got to go figure out. I, w- I wouldn't do that.
1: you know. Yeah. 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 You gotta, you gotta take it in stride and, and realize they have a ceiling and hopefully their ceiling keeps getting higher. You know what I mean? Exactly. As, as, as they progress. So, I mean, I got to run in a couple of minutes cause I have two, two boys upstairs that want me to watch the rest of John Wick with them. I've seen it, but um, no worries. They're, they're right into it. But before we go, um, if you could give new owners or potential new owners, some advice on starting their own company, things to look out for things that you would have did differently, and maybe just some positive feedback on, on your experience so far.
0: Um, promote yourself for sure. Get out there and market, um, get on social media and let people know that you're you are starting your business and take every everything on that you can at first. Um, make sure you understand your financials. I mean, you have to be financial literate in order to operate a business. Otherwise, you're going to be it's a big trouble because I'll tell you, the money comes in and you get a lot, you get a lot of money coming in when you're a business owner, but you got to understand how to distribute it and, and make it last. Um, there's, there's good times and there's, there's slow times and there's bad times. You gotta, you gotta ride the wave and, and stay positive and believe in yourself.
1: That's good advice. Stay confident. Because if you're not confident, um, I mean, a lot of things can happen. Start second guessing yourself. You Start second guessing yourself. You start making mistakes and that's just going to send you down into the deep end. So, yeah, stay positive. And and I like the fact that you brought up being out there front and center on social media. I did a podcast a few weeks ago um, talking about becoming a local celebrity um, being a business owner and becoming a local celebrity in your area. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. and, and how that can really help drive business. There's there's one, there's one guy, um, in the town that I used to live in that I grew up in, It's not really a town. It's a city, like just outside of Toronto. And there's a, a real estate agent by the name of Sandy Kennedy. And the guy plastered his face everywhere, like every bus stop, like, He's got his face up on buses. Um, he drives <laughs> around in his van w- with his face all over his van and his name. Like he's just one of those one of those guys. Like <laughs> reminds me of like Better Call Saul. You like you ever seen? Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: reminds me of like Better Call Saul and his cheesy commercials and stuff yeah, like that. Breaking but back. Y- Next, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but it worked for him, man. The guy was successful. He had a he had like a team of. uh agents that went out and sold houses for him. And you know what I mean? The guy, the guy was just killing it. So the last, it it, it works.
0: The last piece of advice that I do want to share um, is there's another book out there. It's very well known. It's nothing new, but when I read this book, it, it changed my life. And it's, it's rich dad, poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Excellent book. It's an easy read and that that's actually the book that, started my path to becoming a business owner. So um that the book goes into a, a lot of different um eye opening things. And um if you read it, it'll definitely change your perspective um on financial literacy.
1: Awesome. Cool. So those are two books I'm gonna to have to pick up. I think I've read um The Wealthy Barber, but I haven't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But I th- I think he talks <laughs> about Yeah, awesome. I, I think th- I'm pretty sure my brother told me he watched some videos on this guy. Does he talk about how every person when they're young, their, their parents say, get a good job, do this, do that. Is, is yeah. that, yeah. Is that what he talks about? And then but he's like, that's kind of the wrong thing if you want to be kind of wealthy and just have this yes. passive income. Yes. Yeah. So it is the same guy. Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. It's cool. a great book. It's an easy read. And um, yeah, another lesson in there is, is mind your own business, you know, it's kind of, he's like, Oh, okay. Mind your own business. Yeah. So anyway, it's a great book. Check it out. Um, that's, that's all I'll say on that.
1: Awesome. Well, Stephen, thank you very much for, um, for allowing me to get to know you a little bit better. It was, it was good talking to you.
0: Gary, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, not a problem, man. You have a good night. You too. So I hope this podcast serve you guys well if you're just starting your own business or, or thinking about it or maybe one day going to think about it and go down that road. I hope the pointers and the stories that Stephen told on how he got to this point, I hope they help you out because that's what it's all about is, is getting this information out there so we can all learn from it. That's what sharing is about, man. Sharing is caring. <laughs> sharing is caring. Anyway, guys, I'm out. Awesome podcast, Stephen. Thank you very much. Happy HVACing.